At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. I don't know. I haven't gotten the notification on my phone. There we go. Focus is live! It is April 25th, 2022. This is Atlanta United FC Weekly, a home before dark podcast. Happy birthday goes out to my nephew, Elijah Soto. Coolest kid ever. Elijah Craig. Elijah Craig? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's not that old yet. <laughs> he, Happy he birthday, can't, Elijah. Can't. Yeah. Um, thank you guys for tuning in on this lovely Monday evening. Uh, I am Tim Herb. As always, I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Mr. Kevin Bradley. Across the table from me, Mr. Dan James. Across the screen from us. How are you boys doing tonight? Great. Great. Glad to have Dan back. Absolutely wonderful. You couldn't be bothered to answer FaceTime last week. That's fine. That's right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's his MO. It's his MO. I, I try FaceTiming him all the time, like in the bathtub. Yeah. You see, it, you when you do it, it works, right? Like, Because I'll pick up. But if I try to FaceTime Dan when I'm in the bathtub, <laughs> the one time every three years that I take a bath... <laughs> Dan never never uh, answers. Um, a little housekeeping. If you guys are watching us on YouTube, make sure that you guys hit the subscribe button, the notification bell icon, hit the smash the like button. Uh, let you guys know whenever we go live, typically Monday evenings at eight, give or take five minutes, a better margin of error than or nine uh, minutes. Yeah, nine minutes. Yeah. Uh, pretty good margin of error. Um, if you guys are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and or a review. I don't think we have any right now. Well, whatever. Whatever. You guys have... Whatever. It's whatever, man. Uh, those of you in the trap, Richard Gordon, Andres Castro, name I haven't seen in forever. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Anthony Neitzel, Kendrick Brock, Eric Ferreira, Brittany S. Brittany S. with the sentiment. Silver Linings Playbook, a little Bradley Cooper in the trap saying, uh, well, that was disappointing, but we're still in fourth. True. So we can get uh, Champions League in Europe, right? That's true. If we're in fourth, yeah. Fourth place. That's what we fight for, right? That's right. As long as we're in the playoffs. Uh, the reason I don't pick up your FaceTimes, Tim, is because I'm fed up of seeing you in the bath and you're wearing your swim trunks. And so it's like, what's the point? <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, he's a never nude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never nude, dude. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I love the oh. internet. What can I say? Just not Twitter, right? <laughs> yeah, not Twitter. I think now is the good time. We we were ahead of the curve of the transition back to MySpace. Yeah, to MySpace. Yeah, we still. I still haven't gotten the verification notification. The email from MySpace still hasn't hit our inbox to like verify our email. So I don't think it's going to happen. We really it's, started it, that trend. 
it's so on brand that we can't even get on MySpace anymore. Yeah. No, yeah, it's uh, it's a little frustrating. Um, it's a little frustrating. Um, but we move on. We move on. On to Parlor or Truth Social, maybe. Are we getting on one of those? Live Journal. Live Journal. Okay, that's right. We're going back. We're going back. Going back. Nothing yeah. new. <laughs> Nothing new. We're bringing it all back. Um. Yeah. Those of you hanging out with us in the trap, thanks for doing so. Richard Gordon, Andres Castro, Anthony Neitzel, Kendrick Brock, Eric Ferreira, Brittany S. Um, yeah, a couple others in there lurking. Lurking. Eric Ferreira. Ferreira. Ra, ra. Yeah. With Dan is indeed less lovely. That's right. Yeah. That's just like straight up disrespect. I know. What a way to start the show. What a way. <laughs> what a way. Coming in hot. Uh, I can't even read what Kendrick said. If you guys are listening, just go over to the to the YouTube stream. <laughs> just go uh, go find that. Uh, uh, you can pin it. Okay, you can pin it. Rumor has it Atlanta United player was taken down in the box, but no PK again. I said it. <laughs> I said it. <sighs> so where do we start, guys? Where do we start from this past week? Should we start with the good, which is a six nil route of Chattanooga? Ooh, yeah. In Atlanta's it's a Dom Dwyer masterclass. In Atlanta's conquest to have its fourth consecutive year as the US Open Cup champion. We reign. We reign. We reign. Long way long way we reign. Uh yeah. Did you guys watch that? Yeah. Did you? I watched sure a good bit of it. I watched a good bit of it. Yeah. Yeah. How was it? Oh, it was pretty great. Yeah. It was, um, I mean, playing against a NISA, is that NISA? NISA yeah. yeah. NISA team in Chattanooga. And then having, I think their keeper was injured in the first few minutes of the game, just well, kind of played on. Sounds like an even playing field to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We were definitely the Lance Armstrong in that Tour de France <laughs> on Wednesday. Welcome to the big leagues, guys. Yeah. Happens to the best of us. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you want to some, deeper, cry about it. But it was it was confidence building to see like some beautiful goals and to see a lot of them. I mean, you want that professional performance. Um, the way things are going right now, you could see that we could have easily have drawn one one. But um, thank God we were just able to take care of business. Yeah, that was my big fear was that it was just going to be a close 2-1 win or 2-0 <laughs> win or something Dude, like that. Yeah, we, did, we had probably the most dominant, I mean, obviously the most dominant, but there weren't really any dominant performances outside of ours against uh, with the U.S. Open Cup, right? Maybe LAFC had a dominant performance. I'm trying to think if anybody else really stood out because we had a couple teams. What, Detroit took out D.C. United? Is that right? I don't know, man. I didn't. We, I think there were two MLS teams that yeah. went down to either NISA squads or to USL squads. Wow. Yeah, LAFC beat Orange County five one. Yeah, um, that was the only other one that stood out to me, like high score line and from an MLS San, team. Chicago San Antonio got beat by uh, beat San Antonio beat Austin two one. Chicago and Columbus lost. Chicago, Columbus, Austin, and DC United all nice. knocked out in the third round of the U.S. Open Cup or the first round of it uh, for MLS teams. Yikes! Big yikes! I mean, yes. this makes the makes the path a lot easier for us. We have Nashville. No, we've got Nashville next. In Nashville, Nash- yeah, yeah, it's not going to be easy. No, but if we can get past Nashville, then who's left to play? Uh, I don't know. 
That's a good question. So how would you feel about winning the Open Cup, but then just bombing out in the playoffs for the MLS Cup? Bombing out in the playoffs, but still making them? Yes. I'll take that. I'd, I'd probably take it too. I mean, considering the injuries and everything this year, I think that's a huge win. Still have some sort of hardware to walk away with. Exactly. I'd take that. And not just that, you have hardware and you go into next season with the yep. unbelievable task of trying to win CCL yep. as an MLS team. Oh, jeez, yeah. Maybe we don't want to win it then. They got close this year, though. <laughs> it's just it, like Sisyphus, right? Yeah. Like, it's just Sisyphus. Knocking Every single door. year, just just roll MLS that ball up the hill. It's getting closer, I feel like, year over year. We're I mean, Se- Seattle is Seattle still in it, right? Yeah, they're in the final. Yep. Yeah. Who are they playing? Uh, I can't remember who. They're playing Pumas. Pumas. Like I said, it could happen. Absolutely. Yeah. They have every uh, every chance to win it. Yeah. It's going to be a good game. Anyone know when that is? Because I'd like to watch, watch it. I don't know. And I know that our next fixture against Nashville is in May. It's in like May 6th or something Wait, like that. It's a, it's a, a home and away leg fixture for the final? Is it always like that? I don't know. We've never had the privilege of it. Being to that point, that's odd. I don't think I realized that. Yeah, that's probably the reason. Yeah, they play uh Wednesday in where does Pumas play? The jungle. <laughs> <laughs> where, where do they, they play? Uh, yeah, Mexico City. So they're down in Mexico City, and then yeah, it's always home and away. Shows what I know. I stop paying attention as soon as Atlanta gets knocked out. Yeah, De Burton Boise. That's a name I haven't seen in the trap. Boise. Boise. I haven't seen that name in the trap in forever. And then we got Carlos Rangel joined us too. Um, yeah, Mexico City and on Wednesday and then back in Seattle the week after. So um, I don't – I hope Seattle wins. Yeah. Got that SEC mindset. MLS or nothing. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) We want it means more. It's just different here. Exactly. It means more here. And nothing. We want the Sounders. (laughs) (laughs) We want Sounders. Give us Bama. (laughs) Yeah. I I won't be bothered if Seattle lose because I feel like I share Carlos Rangel's attitude with I want Atlanta United to be the first ones who win it. (laughs) Oh, that's fair. I could see that. I just said first we got to finish our chances. Brinia says, I've never seen a final with two legs. That's most of the Atlanta United roster at this point. (laughs) 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 Hold on. Do I have those sound effects in here? Don't start. (laughs) Please don't start. Um, not yet. Not till the damn load. So uh, in between, in between Open yeah. Cup and the matchup this weekend, we did get news that we had talked about, which was what are we going to do for backup keeper? And from what I saw, reports that Rocco is being called up or returned or something like that. Yeah, I think we're getting him on another loan, right? Yeah, he's on That's his correct. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if that was just like a delay in the negotiation, or if it was. Just because of Brad's injury, that they're I, like, all right, we got to start this one back up again. Right. You had to think that it had to do with Brad's injury, right? Because you don't bring a guy like Bobby Shuttleworth in to play backup keeper to just to bring, like, to tr- buy a, well, I guess he's like 19, 20 year old to put in third string when you have a 21 year old keeper in Justin yeah. Garces that yeah. you could 
just as easily do that. That's what's interesting to me, right? Do we see, is, is Rocco the future for us then? Or is Justin Garces the future? Because to me, if they're bringing in Rocco to be the backup, that means Garces is going back down to the twos to get starting time, right? And well, well, we had a we had another keeper on the roster that got injured. Yeah, yeah. Castanera, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. So, I mean, he was, I mean, Rocco was really, would have been the fifth guy in that, conceivable cluster of players there because you've got Shuttleworth, Guzan, Castanera, Castanera, Reyes. Yeah, yeah exactly. Gosses. Yeah. Yeah. So I, kind of I think that kind of it kind of I think that kind of proves my point though, because we're bringing in another very young keeper like Gosses is young. And if you wanted to like stack your depth temporarily, um you think you would bring in someone with some history or some more veteran presence, but um, what, what I think they're using the, uh, what using this for is to take him another look at him to get him on loan. And maybe he can, uh, I thought, I mean, everyone loved him. He was a fan favorite because of that little mustache that he had on. Yeah. And right in time for open cup, whenever he really stepped up. So that'd be perfect. Um, so yeah, to Kevin bringing up some of the comments, uh, Kendrick saying that he doesn't think Garces is allowed uh, to play more than two MLS games due to his loan. Mm-hmm. Um, so that makes sense, I guess. Um, which is good. I'd rather see him go back and get first team minutes all season. Um, yeah. Then again, I don't know where he stands with the team. You know, like I said, I think last week I remember him being kind of the future in the academy, and then I don't know what happened. I don't know. How well he played at UCLA. I don't keep up with college soccer. Yeah. So at 57 appearances at UCLA, yeah. can't be can't be that bad. Then the other roster update is Hoppe apparently in close talks or close to finalizing. I mean, it, it depends on the day which way that seems to be leaning on whether or not that may yeah. play itself out and him coming to Atlanta. Did we talk about that? Have you watched? Maybe we talked about it offline. You haven't watched Matthew Hoppy play. Dan, have you watched Matthew Hoppy play at all? No, I haven't. I haven't Uh, had a chance to check him out. So, scintillating young talent. Scintillating young talent that's played 38 minutes since September? Yeah, because he made the. I don't know if it was his agent or him that made a bad move from Schalke to go play in Mallorca. And for whatever reason, Mallorca, Mallorca are shit, but he's still riding the bench. And I don't think that mm. has to do with his ability. Okay, um, He's a player I watched come in as, uh, I think, 18-year-old at uh, at Schalke in his first match, I think, scored a hat trick in the Bundesliga. I mean, they were playing in the top flight. I think he had like six goals in like 20-something games in the Bundesliga as like an 18, 19-year-old. Um I, I, he reminds me a lot of Clint Dempsey with the swagger that he plays with, which I'm not sure I see with a lot of our players. Um, I would like that. Yeah. And I think he's kind of versatile up front. I think he wants to play as the nine, from what I understand. And I think he has a goal-scoring ability. I think he can finish quite well. And I really enjoyed whenever, whenever I got to watch him play with the U.S. men's national team. I guess that was in the summer. Was that the Gold Cup? Whenever, uh, whenever they were making yep. that run, he was with the team. Did um, he play the nine with the U.S. with the national yeah. team? Uh, actually, no. I'm trying to think. I think we played three up front, and I can't remember where he lay because it was him. Daryl DK was up there with him, and so I think DK was the nine, and maybe he 
he might have played a little bit on the wing. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, people keep saying we don't need a striker, but we can't score a fucking goal to save our lives uh, whenever it counts. So yeah, um, I don't know though. I mean, so I guess that kind of takes us to this week's matchup against Miami. Well, which hold was- on, Kev. Hold on, Kev. Before we jump right into a different subject, so I think Hoppy is, from what I've heard, it seems to be good. Like the fan base, um, half of them anyway, are looking forward to it, but. I I would like to see him come in on a pretty cheap number. I feel like that has got to be. If we're paying four million for him, then I think that's way too much. I think we huh? max we want to pay two. Well, he went to Mallorca from Schalke for four million. So I just don't. I can't justify paying that much money for a guy who's been riding the bench for six months or something. I mean, and I don't mean to be trite about it, but. No, that's fair. I didn't, I, want, I didn't think about it that way because I'm looking at it from like a talent perspective. I'm saying like four million US dollars seems like a steal, but I guess you're right. I mean, if he's if that's yeah. what he transferred for and he's riding the pine, then yeah. I mean, uh, I'm welcome for him to come in. I want him to see. I mean, we've 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 got to get that striker position nailed down. No, put in Arujo or Almada in there. They need to be wingers. They've been awesome yeah. as wingers. Yeah, uh, Moreno has been awesome as a winger and a central midfield, but we've got to have, we've got to get that striker position nailed down with an actual striker. Yeah. Cause what's going on right now is not, not it. I'm sorry. I mean, it's not good enough. Kev, you're right, man. You're right. No, no, I'll give the, I'll give him, I, I'll give Ronaldo all the credit this past weekend. He had a really scrappy heads up goal that, he got on top of, and he had a couple of really, really close opportunities. I thought the one in the second half where he gets the back heel really should have been a goal over the one that he actually put away. But overall, it's just on the striker position for Atlanta United right now. It's just really lacking, and nobody is jumping off the page to say, this is our guy. Yeah, that goal that he scored was very much you're playing with your buddies in FIFA and you guys are in a deadlock and FIFA's just like somebody has to score yeah. and it just bounces around in the yeah. box and it yeah. just goes a clusterfuck goal. Yeah, yeah. it was, it was definitely you, that. Were you surprised that he got, that Cisneros got the start over Dwyer since... I, Dwyer didn't even make the 18. Right, exactly. Is the, What was that about? That, like, I'm more con- concerned that he wasn't even in the squad. Yeah, especially at this point, considering the run of injuries with the roster. Who knows and what it may be that we don't know about. In in the brace that he scored on Wednesday, you would think right. that would have put him in as a solid starter on, on right. Sunday. Well, that's, yeah, I think you would want to get that center forward position going. And if a guy scored two goals midweek, he's got to go for it. Yeah, and he had some soreness from oh, Open he had Cup. Some soreness. Oh. Yeah. So, all right. Well, it's, just, I mean, I'm just, I want. I can't keep up. I with want them, some every every with yeah the exactly. Lineup. Well, every match, it's like I I, I completely forgot <laughs> that we were talking about that last week. Like I thought they that Franco was just completely written off on the back line, but he's got an injury. It's like I, yeah. I can't keep up with not only the in game injuries but the off field in training injuries that are consistently happening. I mean. I'd be interested to see the number of players that have been affected by injury, whether they're in the rotation or returned or not this season, because I think of our entire roster, I'd be willing to bet 40, 30% have been affected by injury of one kind or another. That's made them unavailable for at least a match. Yeah. I think you can, 
count it's easier to count the players without an injury or some sort of yeah knock. exactly it, the lineup's just been so inconsistent and now but i feel like the front sort of gelling that's coming together a little bit and we're but it's Dude, the just, front uh, four looked fantastic i mean i give cisneros all that um that he even though he wasn't a standout i think that he gelled pretty well with moreno and uh almada and um Wiley or I mean you can kind of interchange Wiley or Lennon in that sort of front four formation depending on which way the attack's coming from but I feel like Cisneros at least worked really well with them and overall the movement between Almada and Moreno in particular and now Arujo as he's getting more healthy has been really fun to watch and there's been a lot of chances created in and around the top of the 18 and now sort of just quick passes, one, two plays to break that back line down and create some chances on goal. But we need somebody with some firepower to put one, not just on frame, but on frame with a little bit of pace. Because I feel like that's the next thing that we're missing is that their shots, their shots on goal, but not a whole lot of them are threatening in the way that you make a keeper have to react in a way that's unnatural or that they're incapable of doing without a pretty simple movement. You know. Well, I, I have a suggestion. There's a 21-year-old American who is looking to get into a World Cup squad who hasn't played for his team much in the past six months. I, I, I got stipulations. I don't want to pay too much. I don't know what he's been doing. I think he needs to play with the twos for a little while. <laughs> Could you imagine signing Matthew Hoppy and then making him go down to the twos? That would be pretty great. Sorry, Dan, I cut you off. No, I, I'm waiting for those uh, SEC short guys to come out and make some uh, hoppy videos. <laughs> um, I think that, um, yeah, I, I I feel like Cisneros is all right, but I, Almada's been playing lights out. He he has, to me, he's been worth all the money and the and the. Uh, um, baggage that came that he had to sort out when he first got here but i just feel like he's been he's been fantastic he's been making those um he's been putting in the service for cisneros or whoever's been up top but uh we're so close i mean he could have had two or three goals this weekend if it was if the posts if the goals were maybe like two feet wider um, you can say the same thing for Almada the past couple of weeks. He's, he's just, talking about Almada. Yeah. I thought he I thought he was saying Cisneros. Sorry. I I completely missed you say Almada at the top of that. Yeah, I agree. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um I was laughing at Brittany S's comment because they were talking about uh Lennon's inability to finish uh and, <laughs> and Gutman for that matter. Both of them been in great positions with very, very easy concept <laughs> goals and that they can't finish and Brittany S's comment, yeah, Lennon can't finish a sandwich really Brittany S. comment off the night. <laughs> but he's also very skinny, so I don't know if that's like <laughs> body shaming. Is that body shaming? That he can't finish a sandwich. But he had a a I mean, just a, a brilliant chance. Yeah, at that volley that he just skied because he couldn't get over it on his left. That was an easy pickup goal with the keeper on the ground with an with no way to react to it, and he just skied it. I mean, mm. ugh. yeah, I don't know what Jay Hannibal's going on about. I mean, I agree that Amada can't take on the entire eleven of the opposing team, but 
Almada's got to stop dribbling like Barco, though. Him and Moreno costing chances in the run of play. I don't think Almada is doing that at all. I feel like he is creating chance after chance after chance and throwing in some shots on goal. Um, I don't think he dribbles like Barco either way. I think he's a probably 90% more direct than Barco was. I feel like Almada is such a better fit in this team than the last probably four DPs we've had. He's certainly been on his back a lot less. That's for sure. Oh yeah. Dude <laughs> plays hard nose. Yeah. Yeah. He hustles like a motherfucker too. Yeah. Like he is, uh, what do you, you got? Sipping Manhattans again, Dan? Yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get rid of this bad bottle of rye whiskey. So I'm making Manhattans out of it. What was it? Was it the 13 colonies? It was chicken cock. Oh, <laughs> got too much chicken cock, man. I'm trying to get rid of it. <laughs> I don't know what this means. Um, yeah. I don't, who stood out to you guys in terms of bad performances? I think the main one is what everybody's going to say. George Campbell. Yeah. yeah. I think he's... I and mean, I think it wasn't a bad performance. It's just a bad... I mean, just a bad hair, color. Hair, that he, hair color, really. It was a bad yeah. hair color, really, that I think put him off, <laughs> off touch. <laughs> Yeah, he didn't – he struck – so me and Patrick were sitting next to each other um, during the Cincinnati game, and the guy behind us was very, very displeased with George Campbell, and he was giving it all, <laughs> all of it. And, yeah, Campbell – I don't think Campbell played great in the Cincinnati game, but it kind of like – he still got like a 7.2 rating on um, who scored, which was kind of bizarre. He was one of our higher-rated players, but it was obvious that he did make mistakes during Cincinnati. But, uh, yeah, I think – Yesterday was the worst, his worst game with Atlanta United. But I feel like you know you don't want to just punish the guy by putting him no, on the bench. I wouldn't, no. I wouldn't, I wouldn't criticize Pineda if he starts him against Montreal. No, I don't know why you wouldn't. I mean, aside again, it was one play really that stood out, and it was it was a couple of things in sequence, like. He gets he gets pulled out of position, or he makes a bad pass to start. Then he gets pulled out of position to cover. Uh, I forget who it was running center, and then left back post open. So then he turns to go cover him on the on the far post, and he's in position to make a play. But then the pass across his heel just happens to tap his heel and get the ball redirected to the winger so that he could pass it back across the six. Like it was just a couple of little simple things that he consistently was trying to recover and get in position and it just didn't go his way. And it was just a lot of compounding errors that led to that. I feel like that he was on the the worst end of. Well, on the first goal, he just completely was negligent on Campana. He just left. He allowed Campana just leave him. But dude, you can't in the spot. But you can't deny the play that Campana makes, though, with the the flick over and the ability to put that down to make the shot on goal. Like I'm that was not, just a great bit of ball work. I mean, absolutely, it was a great bit of ball work. But he, because Campbell left him, he was open and in true, space, true. enabled to receive that. I mean, it was a beautiful goal. Don't get me wrong, and it's a ton of skill. Um, but I feel like if Campbell had been paying attention, he would have. Yeah. But I mean, it's not, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to 
you to think it's I'm just blaming Campbell here. No, Capana um, had a hell of a game too, man. He, he had a couple of really, really great touches. That one on the sideline that he jumps in the air for and just happens to tap down with his left foot to then make like a 40 yard mm-hmm. cross uh, uh, around Gutman on the back line. Just like I said, he had a great, great game. What do we make of Miami now? What is it, four straight wins for them? And it's been since he's started scoring goals regularly. Hmm. Yeah, I hate Gonzalo Higuain. Higuain, he he looks like he's eaten a lot of empanadas down there. uh, And (laughs) he runs like it too. And then the slightest brush against him, and it's like he's broken a bone or something. But that's probably just osteoporosis. So. Carlos Rangel, to your guys' point, and talking about not writing off uh, George mm-hmm. Campbell, said he had one bad game uh, out of the eight he's played. Um, yeah, I think you're right, though. I think Gonzalo Guanyin probably does have osteoporosis. Yeah. <laughs> it took me a second to catch that, Dan. I'm sorry. It's okay. I Story wanna... of my life. Mm, just, uh, yeah. He's old as shit. So, Brittany is. 36? 36 or 37? I think he's 36. Maybe he's 34. 36. Yeah, he's old, th- old as shit. shit. <laughs> he is younger than I am. Oh, <laughs> he's 34. He turns 35 okay. in December. He's 34? Yeah, he's 34. He is younger than I am. 44. Yeah. Goodness me. Sort it out. I have more balls on a soccer field. <laughs> All right. Good night, folks. <laughs> um, no, but real, like, I mean... Does Miami look like a contender to you guys, playoff-wise? They keep playing the way they are. Yeah, I don't know, though. I say that, but Atlanta really dominated that game from start to finish. Like, two – I mean, Miami made the best of the, the few chances that they had. I mean, that's really what it came down to, and Atlanta couldn't capitalize on theirs, and they won some games that maybe they shouldn't have by scoring goals like Miami managed to put away against them yesterday, and – Yesterday they just they just couldn't do it, you know, and it seemed like that against Cincinnati too. By large, okay, by and large. So bigger overreaction meltdown on Twitter. Atlanta United's form against Miami or Elon Musk buying Twitter. I Elon feel Musk like buying United. Oh, ooh. <laughs> Elon Musk for sure. Internet is burning because of it for some reason. I'll never understand, but <laughs> it's neither here nor there. Yeah, it, I mean, if you if you popped on the internet yesterday, um, I wanted to pull up. Let me see our buddy Danny Palacios. I'm going to pick on him for a minute. Dan, Dan, do you think that we have been? Do you think we did we dominate that game to you yesterday? Absolutely, statistically, we did. Yeah, we absolutely dominated oh, wait, did, that game. Did Danny delete his Twitter account after Elon Musk bought Twitter? I think he did. <laughs> Yeah, he did. Okay, I can't pull it up anymore. Oh, boy. Um, he said something to the effect of, like, just stop. T- I, I don't think it was, like, stop telling me to be mad, but, like, if you're not mad about the recent run of form by Atlanta United, then I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I think our form's been really good. I think, I we think the past two games, just, too. yeah. Again, we just haven't I, scored the goals. Right. I think the past two games, uh, we said that last week, that I think that even despite the result, like, that loss was better than – some of the wins that Atlanta has been able to pull out in stoppage time. Like it, it's just, and I thought that the loss yesterday was really, I mean, it was a really good game from Atlanta United standpoint. They just had a couple that they couldn't get on the end of. And 
you hope to see those things improve going forward. But yeah, I feel like over the long run, because of the chances, I mean, Miami cannot do that every single game. You would think that like over the past two games, we've had like what five and a half XG. Yeah. Which is insane. So if you extrapolate that over a season, I'm not, I'm, I mean, it's probably going to be lower that lower than that per game on average. But if you extrapolate that, you're going to be scoring a ton of goals. I feel like it's just, I mean, it's the same. It's the same um, reason. I feel like it's just time. It takes a consistent lineup. It's going to take. A, a, let's a all number, look back. Yeah, let's all look back to 2017 Atlanta United. Whenever we were having these exact same conversations about XG, like we haven't even fucking talked about XG in four years, five years since 2017. Whenever we were all talking about it, when Miggy was still here, and why aren't we finishing chances? And we've clearly got all the talent. And then the next year we go on to win MLS Cup as those things started to get solidified around the players and the players building more continuity and a run of form and those chances turning into goals. I expect nothing less out of the the talent and the players in this lineup that we have, not only as they get healthy, but as they play together more under the system and under a longer tenure together, because it's not getting worse, which is, that's that's a good sign to me. You know, if it was getting worse week over week, maybe I'd, I'd have some cause for concern. But right now, I, I agree with Brittany S's point. Like, I, I'm frustrated that they can't finish. But mm. also to Carlos Rangel's point, eventually the chances are going to get converted into goals, right? Like, they've got to. Yeah. No. And Tony Neitzel's, which I had panned, he's saying there ain't shit to be mad at other than we can't score a damn goal. So that's what makes it <laughs> yeah. worse. Exactly, because you're like, you're what, doing, what are we supposed to do? You're doing everything right. I mean, literally, yeah. we're doing everything right, um, except putting the ball in the back of the net, which sounds very kind of stupid. But if you look at the game, if you read, if you pay attention to what's going on, if you follow the team, and it 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 makes sense. Yeah, I think the team's going to be fine long term, and. Um, you know, who was it? Anthony Neitzel saying we're playing against, we're playing the easiest stretch of our schedule and got minimal points. If those goals are going to come, it's going to be against harder opponents. I don't disagree with that either. Like, yes, they're going to be a little bit harder to come by, but the team will have gone through these sort of building blocks to hopefully have a little bit more consistency and be able to develop those results and, and finish those chances during that point in time. And, We've all sat here and said, I think, at least personally, my perspective on this team and on a season-to-season outlook has completely changed from what it was just a couple of years ago. And now it's just playoffs. I don't care where we fall. I don't care if we end up getting supporter shield. I don't care if we're in the top of the East or just making the cut in the East because with a playoff system, it's anybody's game. And as long as we're peaking and we're getting those those XGs capitalized and turned into goals – at the end of the season, as we're going into playoffs, that's all that's going to matter to me. So, yeah. And right now we're sending in fourth. You know, it could be a lot worse. Yeah. I will posit that I think. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices. 
by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Uh, Inter Miami will lose their next two games. They're playing at New England, and then they're playing at Charlotte. And I could see them losing those two games. So I'm going to say they're going to lose. Let's check back in after that week and see how wrong I am. Phil Neville in the mud is all I want. Uh, Also, I owe Danny Palacios a giant apology. I just assume because because people are deleting Twitter or saying they're going to delete Twitter and I can't find him. He doesn't have his name on his account. He's... He's like you. I don't think you... Do you still have a personal Twitter? Or did you get rid of it? Yeah, I still have it. Oh. But anyway, it doesn't... He's, he's not searchable under that. Anyway, I had to find his tag. What he said is he, he's on Twitter. I, I'm sorry, Danny. I didn't mean to... I don't mean to don't act like he listens to this, Tim. Yeah, yeah you're right. <laughs> um, if you're an Atlanta United fan and aren't ex- are absolutely furious at this team, you're not paying attention. Demand more because that because uh, this shit has been and has gotten old. Pineda out. We are clearly better, but let inferior teams in games. This is a mentality issue. What the hell is Pineda going to do? Pineda out. I mean, in his first response to his threat, or it wasn't a threat. It was just one tweet. But he said, I'm super confused at the quote-unquote fire the coach responses. All I said is what, what, he, or what is he going to do as in – uh, what is he going to correct to get us over this? Uh, never did I say that this was Pineda's fault or I or I want him fired. Uh, it's got to be frustrating for him to see us make these terrible mental mistakes. Yeah. yeah I felt like it when you were looking at Pineda's face on the sideline, when they would cut to him, he was visibly frustrated. Yeah. How can you not be, though? No, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm a lot less frustrated in a loss in this manner than being up to nothing or one nothing and blowing it to was that last two. year. Yeah, I mean, th- how many games did we have last year where we were up going into the final ten minutes and then we give up two goals and either end up drawing or losing matches? I mean, was that Nashville, the Pineda like, stretch or was yeah. that Heinze? That was Heinze. Heinze. Yeah, it was Heinze. Well, Heinze is twenty twenty. So I mean, Heinze site. It's cool. <laughs> Boy, no, that one, that one didn't Heinz hit. Heinz's site is twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah, sounds yeah. like a superpower. It yeah. does. It does. So yeah. Um, other points about the game yesterday, Dan. Uh, I mean, it's just I just can't get over the the quality of chances that we had and have just been failing to convert it it's really it's so fresh even like conway had a great chance and couldn't yeah he really did get it under control i mean it was just um i would say i mean the emergence of caleb wiley has been fantastic he i am so happy to see an attacking player uh who is exceeding expectations be a homegrown guy i really didn't think we'd be able to get someone like that in um Atlanta United just because of where we spend our money and we spend our money in the front. Um, and I didn't think that getting an attacking player on a homegrown would be um, from an academy product to be that. I mean, he could be, there is the future is very bright for Caleb Wiley. So long as he yeah. keeps it. I, I completely agree. And I echo that sentiment entirely. I think that the past two weeks in particular, he's really had some, 
standout play. I mean, obviously he he had the goal a couple weeks back, but um, the past few weeks, whenever you've been looking for him to start and come in and, and play consistently, it's not just a, a flute game that you put him in and put him in to not lose the game, but you're putting him in to start and to make an impact. And he's certainly done so. And like I said, whether it was, the front four uh, either build up on the left or on the right. Whenever it was on the left, he was certainly a big part of that. And seeing that run up play between him and Gutman and Moreno or whoever's drifting over to that side to support was really nice to see yesterday. Um, and it's getting better and better week over week. And he's had several chances that he's either created or almost gotten on the end of uh, over the past couple of weeks that I don't see. Again, I don't see that getting worse to the point I made earlier. You know, he's not getting worse. He's not playing worse. He's only going to get better based on these minutes that he's been able to get in the past couple of weeks. Yep. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Tony Neitzel, uh, if we give a shit, of, if we give shit to Landon for his missed goal, You've got to mention Almada's. He missed one, an easy one too. Um, I don't think his was like just him in front of the goal as Lennon's, but I mean, he did miss. I think he missed two. They were just wide of the post. Um, yeah, it was two. Well, I guess he missed. He missed three total. The one glanced off the keeper. That that was what mm. created the pop up for Lennon's volley. But yeah, he had two that glanced just off. Why I feel like whatever they're doing in training drills with him with the cones, they just need to move them <laughs> to like a yard tighter together. Because I mean, it happened last week against Cincinnati too, where he had one or two goals that just glanced wide left. I mean, it looked like Can had it covered even if it went on frame, but it was pretty damn close. So, like I said, whatever they're doing at training with Almada, they just need to tighten up those cones about a yard on either side, and he's going to be dead on for it. You're exactly right, Kevin. You know, tomorrow morning you should drive. Don't go to work. <laughs> drive to Marietta to the training ground and just hold up a sign saying, you know, it's, widen the cones. That's like my strategy whenever I try to correct my golf swing. I just turn my body further in or further out. I'm like, okay, I'm slicing it. I need to open my body up a little bit or like tighten my body up a little bit. I Instead can't of even, like correcting the root problem, I can't even start to correct your swing. No, no. Every can. time you swing is completely different. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. I don't know what I'm doing out there. I got no muscle memory. I didn't play golf growing up. Like I don't play golf more than once a year. How can I develop muscle memory playing that? Oh man. Um, Carlos Rangel, Wiley did show his age on a couple of plays, but overall pretty solid. Yeah, I agree. I am much more bullish on Wiley. Than I did than I am on Tyler Wolf. Maybe that's because I've seen Wiley score a goal, and I may be biased on that. But I just feel like I notice Wiley a lot more than I did Tyler Wolf. He to me he disappeared, but I could be missing something. Okay, I I mean I posited that question on Twitter to see. I only got a couple of responses, but it's because everybody quit. Uh, that's that's a surprise. <laughs> that's, everybody quit Twitter. What? Yeah. No, anyway, I'm I'm very hit or miss with Twitter. But just asking, like, right, where's my idea? Where everybody Twitter. ranks Caleb Wiley in our all time prospects? And oh, he's the, the top. The sentiment me. was that he's the top. Like he is the he has the highest ceiling of any prospect or any academy player that we've brought up. And and the surprising thing to me was George yeah, Bellow was third was on say, everybody's list. I was gonna say yeah, but because Bellow, I feel like went 
as early as he did. Like, I think that his ceiling still had room to grow, but it was because he wanted to capitalize on that once he was already over. Mm-hmm. There. I think that once, I think that his final contract amount could very well be the highest of the bunch once it's all said and done. Give and George? It, yeah. Bella? Yeah. I think that once, I, I'd be interested to see not what, it's less interesting to me because ultimately it depends on when they leave, right? Like what a player's ceiling is depends on that timing and what Bello did for him and where he wanted to be and where he saw that going was to get out before he had fully matured and that ceiling had really before the fruit had really grown on the vine, so to speak. So like he, he got out. And I think that that's only going to grow further as he's been developed over there, right? Just because it's going to have more notoriety depending on how long Wiley stays here. If he follows that same trajectory, it'd be interesting to see how that shakes out. If he stays a little bit longer, I think that he may garner a higher price leaving because he's had a little bit more time to develop at that point. So it's kind of tough to gauge them based Mm -hmm. on what their price point is as they leave the team, but more so what is their price point during their prime contract years, despite whether they're in Atlanta or in another league. I look at both of them at 17 years old, and I think Caleb Wiley is leaps and bounds. I know that's kind of hard to say, but I think he's leaps and bounds of where we saw George Campbell developmentally at that same age. Yeah. And the fact that he fits in in a multitude of places. um, Yeah, I I don't know. For me, I mean, you look at his – take transfermarket.de or whatever it is, the the transfer market website that like kind of – evaluates players gives them their zestimate um <laughs> caleb wiley's zestimate is i think higher than by almost double what Arminia billifield played paid for george bellow wow it's over Wait, a million dollars transfer or, um value on transfer market i believe oh yeah he's a, a million euros so what's that 1.3 million do- caleb dollars caleb wiley yeah caleb yeah. wiley yeah yeah and i thought what do they have bellow at I, I, I don't know, but I mean, we sold them at six fifty. Carlos Rangel has a really good point as well, and this is mostly Dan's fault because we <laughs> all wanted it. But he Bellows at four million euros. Oh, okay, gotcha. That Wiley's getting more play time with the first team at seventeen than Bello, and that's mm-hmm. because he didn't have to play with the twos longer to develop because he had a good ten minute showing, and that. He wanted to start him immediately. So, so you can blame Dan. So Tony Neitzel brings up um, Armenia Balefield. They got relegated. Is that right? I don't know. I guess so. Are they relegated? Or is that is that misinformation? Fake news. It's fake news. It's Twitter. I don't mm. know. The other thing about Bello is he's at such a one of the rarer positions. Oh, yeah. In, yeah, they're, I think they're in the relegated. game. Like everyone wants to be a winger. Yep. My yeah, son right. wants to be a winger or a striker, so Yeah, but he's got your genetics. <laughs> yeah, but he's also got <laughs> Yeah, but jokes on you, Kevin. He's also got my wife's genetics. So That's true. That's true. That's that fair. More than outweighs whatever shit I gave him. That's true. That's true. Um <laughs> I am the recessive gene. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that bizarro breaking bad. Oh, uh, you just see Dan. What do you mean? What? Or no, I guess I'm thinking of, uh, who am I thinking of? I'm the fucking lizard king. Oh, the, oh, oh Lisa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lisa, after uh, she drinks the duff beer out of the roller coaster. 
I'm the lizard queen. <laughs> no, I'm thinking of Robert California, James Spader in the office. I'm not fucking yeah. lizard king. It's Dan. I'm the fucking recessive gene. <laughs> you don't even know my name. Hashtag <laughs> recessive gene. I think that that's our new hat idea. <laughs> the recessive gene. <laughs> Actually, instead of hats, it's going to be jeans. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> this yeah. is the, and on the, you know how they on do the, the stitching, the stitching on the recessive, pockets. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it'll just say recessive gene, but oh. spelled J E A N. That's that's a good idea, actually, Kevin. Make sure there's a ton of spandex oh. in them; they'll sell. I'll buy them. <laughs> mm. Oh dear God, that would be pretty great. That would be pretty great. Um, oh, Kendrick-, Kendrick Rock, can we talk about Andrew Carlton's little brother getting time with the twos? I didn't realize that. What is his little brother's name? Carlton. Uh, Carlton Carlton. <laughs> <laughs> it's not unusual. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. What is his what is his uh Anders? Mandrew. Efforting. Andrew Carlton brother. I mean I don't follow the twos. I don't follow the twos. Alan. Alan. Alan Carlton. I didn't know Alan Carlton uh, played for the twos. I didn't either. That's pretty great. Andrew Carlton's back in. He's uh, playing in USL. Oh, is he? Playing for San Diego Loyal and just Twitter's burning to the ground because he's he's getting playtime. At least he gets to keep his account now. <laughs> All this Twitter takeover <laughs> has got me thinking, like, how much do we need to raise to buy out Every other Atlanta United podcast. Interesting. <laughs> Just want to start buying people out. Yeah. We'll take over. Mm, hostile takeover. <laughs> hostile takeover at the Atlanta hostile podcast. Hostile takeover. Podcast. Just spreading a shitty everyone's, podcast. Everyone's got there. a number. Everyone's <laughs> got a number. $64. <laughs> That's our number. If anybody's wondering, ours is $69. Let's get Joe Patrick on next week and we can po- pose this to him. I like that idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I like sure I'm sure he'll really enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. 69 and 69 cents. Well, that'd be fun. Actually, everybody, everybody should start tweeting your favorite Atlanta United podcast. Tag, tag all of them in one thread. I want to <laughs> see, I want to see what your evaluation would be for every Atlanta United podcast. Ours included. No shame. <laughs> I want to see all of them. Mouths of the South, Soccer Down Here, Five Stripe Final, Atlanta United Fan TV, all of them. And what's your buyout? What's your buyout amount for every one of them? Hmm. I think we would get the most because <laughs> Mouths of the South has to pay you to, to be off. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's a good point by Jay Hannibal. Got to take over the Orlando ones too. That's true. That's yeah. true. Do they have podcasts? Over. I think I remember they had one that was decent with oh. people who were actually professional and subjective. Yeah, I don't know about which that. is not what this is. But no, uh, absolutely not. Absolutely not, not a damn chance. Not a damn chance. I just want to see the actual evaluations because it's not. It doesn't come down to money, like soccer down here is like fourteen vintage jerseys and. <laughs> a tomahawk steak or something like just that. like two cases of mint paninis of like the 1996 uh, inaugural season of mls exactly like yeah. you've got to really target you've got to target the ownership groups yeah yeah i will give you two signed kobe jones mint yeah. condition 
LA Galaxy uh, inaugural season LA uh, exactly. or uh, MLS cards. Exactly. Yeah. So someone will offer us uh, half a cheeseburger that's been on the floor of their car for the past four Half weeks, a cheeseburger perhaps. and a bottle of bourbon. What bourbon is it? <laughs> Buffalo <laughs> Trace. <laughs> it's, what is I'll it? it. Uh, old Boats? It's when. <laughs> Shut up. I fucking love Buffalo Trace. Yeah, I like Buffalo Trace. I don't know too. where you got yeah. that in your head. I remember that was... Like I don't remember. I that bought whole, you a bottle. I know, yeah. and I was very appreciative of it, but I wasn't <laughs> appreciative enough. And you burned it into your head that I hated it somehow. No, Keep with that, that you Tim. Hate me. Keep with that. Oh. All right, <laughs> Brittany S. We have Montreal this week. Sigh. Great segue. Um, Montreal, three wins, two draw. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Put on that okay. rock music. Hold on that again. rock anthem. Hold on. We're going to do this. Hold on. We're going to do this um, the right way. Wait, Dan. Right, Dan, wait, game. mute him. And he's going to have to do it all um, over again. He doesn't have his headphones. Uh, it was a 1-1 one, one draw. Um, then they right, And they played Vancouver before that with a 2-1 win. And they, and they beat Red Wolves. Oh, my gosh. Try. New Red Wolves, 2-1. And beat Cincinnati, 4-3. And then drew with us, 3-3. So uh, a lot of goals. Only winning by one got. One goal except for the draws um, in each of those. However, they're a great team. I'm I'm more excited to see us play Montreal this time than um, into Miami because Montreal will play with us. So I'm hoping that um, we have an exciting game that we can actually use our talents and get some um, actual output <laughs> uh, from this rather than the past two games. Uh, I was trying to compare their um, their highest rated players. So you've got Mihailovic, Kai Kamara, Camacho, Wanyama, and Lapalainen. Um, and through those, they grouped pretty get pretty close together. I was using Sofa Score to give the average rating through each. So Mihailovic blows them all away with a seven point four six rating. And then the next drop down, you know, you're going almost point six down was Kai Kamara with six point eight eight. Um, but it's all their play is all centered around Mihailovic, Lapalainen, and, and Wanyama uh, as they go down through the left. So you compare that with Almada, Lennon, Moreno, Joseph, and Gutman, which have been our top five highest rated players. Almada 7.02, Lennon is 6.98, uh, Moreno 6.87, and Martinez and Gutman are 6.78 and 6.68 respectively, but there's more of a cohesive, like a, a closer uh, grouping of those numbers there, which I feel like um, gives you a, a better uh, cohesive team rather than just having one guy who's basically bringing it all and putting the team on his back. But um, huge strength of theirs. They're playing that four three uh, three four three that they've played in most of their, I think all but two, of their current of their games, which they both lost, so that was earlier in the season. Um, but it's all it's all in that little triangle on the left. So Mihailovic um, more forward, Lapalainen on the left, and Wanyama, who can either play a little bit further forward in the midfield or more of that CDM sort of role. But those guys being the, some of their highest rated players, that is where it comes down from. And you add players like. Joaquin Torres um, are just going to help build those uh, chances for Montreal. So 
if they're going to be attacking down less left, it's going to be interesting to see how Lennon, uh, Gutman, uh, and or Araujo can help negate those two um, going against us. So I'm hoping that Araujo, providing he's fit, is going to start on the right wing with Gutman in support, which brings leaves you Lennon, I guess, on the bench. It's going to be interesting to see how Pineda solves that little um, lineup conundrum. Um, but maybe he does put Lennon on the bench, and then he's a great guy you can bring off who brings a ton of pace and a huge high motor to um, hopefully bring it down. So it's going to be – I'm going to again – put my headphones back in to see what Tim and Kevin are bitching at me about. And then um, I'll give my prediction. So back to you fellas. We're unmuted now. I was going to give you like a legit intro and you just pulled your headphones and didn't even let me finish. Can you blame me, Kevin? Can you blame me? We're going to let you go, but we wanted to build it up first a little bit. Come on, man. You just but that's the thing. to the draw. You, you do that, but then you'll you'll do something stupid, which will completely <laughs> throw me off. And then I'll be like, nah, but, uh, who it's we're playing. entertainment. <laughs> All right. I'll try better next time. Score predictions. Tim. <laughs> and that was the damn load. Up next, your score predictions. I, I really should take a look at that. Like, listen to those clips before we play them. Um, score prediction for Montreal. I don't feel good about the game at all. I think the sentiment. I mean, I basically just listen to Dan talk about why they're going to throttle us the whole time. Yep. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think they beat us two one. I'll say two nil Montreal. I am going to be positive, and I'm going to say we beat them two one. Wow. Brittany S. says the same thing. 2-1 Atlanta if we can finish our chances. Jay Hennaball, nil-nil because uh, we can't score. Anthony Knight's a 1-1 draw. Good night. Good night, Tony. Uh, Carlos Rangel, 2-2, and we get a penalty. Oh, we didn't talk about is that. Is that a come from behind, Carlos, or is it a 1-1, then 2-2? Damn, it's over. Um... <laughs> it's funny that you'd never realize that the download was over, Tim. Anytime anybody makes a euphemism, you just <laughs> was that a come from behind? Here, we'll reset it. We'll reset it. I'll I'll replay everything. Everybody oh, say exactly okay. what they just did before. So Carlos Rangel says two two, and we get a penalty. Dan, do you mean it's going to be like one one or two two, and then no, two two, like, or is it a Come from behind. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Carlo said it's a come from behind. Okay, great. Um, the Burton Boys A, 3 1, the drought is over. Yes, please. 1 0 Atlanta from Richard Gordon. Um, so, we talking about the penalties, that's one thing we did not talk about from the game. Uh, just quick reactions penalty, no penalty for the Brooks Lennon. Uh, foul or no call what do you think dan i think it was a penalty uh however i feel like he was consistent throughout the game in his calls yeah i'd agree with that i I don't 
I don't buy the fact that he was going. He was already leaning to go down. There was clear contact there. His body was in a forward momentum because he was running forward. So yeah, that's that was a tough, that that's a that's a really really stupid justification in my opinion. I think mm-hmm. it should have been a penalty based on the contact that was made, not because of the shove or the hand contact, but because he clearly made contact with his foot in a position that he was still in the run of play inside the box. Um, I think it's a penalty. Uh, I I can see why he could potentially justify that it wasn't, but in my opinion, it should have been. You want to watch it real quick? (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Just flip a coin. What do you say? Just say it. Just say one or the other. No. No. No, (laughs) No, I'm not playing your game. No. How much your price? (laughs) I'll buy your opinion. How many downloads do you need, Tim? But what what I will say is the justification for people to say that it wasn't a penalty because, or who was it? Uh, Was it Marufo? Was he the referee yesterday? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. saying that it was because Brooks Lennon was already going down. Yeah, Yeah. which doesn't mean shit. It's not like Alan Gordon against Liverpool yesterday where he's just leaping over a a stretched out leg or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. It's... Fucking penalty. All right. Um, I think that's about a wrap for us tonight, guys. Um, anything else in closing? I don't think we had any other score predictions come through. I think we called them all. So um, if you want to hang out with us whenever we go live each and every week, be sure to like and subscribe. Hit that bell icon on YouTube to get a notification each and every time we go live. Find us all together on Twitter. At Home Before Dark, that's before, spelled B and the number four. Doesn't matter who owns it. We're going to be there. <laughs> I'm going to give up admin privileges to <laughs> both of you guys. I'm just going to just relinquish my... Whatever, dude. I'm making a fucking super pack. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin's super pack. It's called Dan Lowe. <laughs> I thought it was going to be called K-Packs. Yeah. You're going to get, you're gonna get exactly. Kevin Spacey to come be this, the face to wear head. those fucking sunglasses. You, <laughs> you better just believe it. Eat bananas with the peel still on You them. better believe it. <laughs> oh, good grief. Um, Mario Jekyll. I have not seen that in the trap before. Have you? I think he might be in the wrong chat because I don't Maybe. even know what UNC means. You and C. For what? I don't know. All right. Great. Um, a score prediction? Yep, that's it. Yeah. Under and crossbar. Oh, gotcha. All right. Um, anything else? I think that's it. You guys know where to find us. Thanks for hanging out with us. Go follow Power Dan on Peloton. Tim not doing anything on Instagram at his name. Tim Her, me, the architect. You know how to spell it. To the name. load of Dan on, on that's Peloton. It. Yeah. That's it. All right. Have a good night. We'll see you next time. As always, be home before dark. Parker, our purpose is simple. 
We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.